Do you know what it will entice you to clean? If your house smells like a beach afterward and it doesn't smell like, you know, cleaning products. Well, enter Clorox. They can transform your space into a tropical getaway by upgrading your cleaning routine with coconut scented Clorox Sentiva. It smells like coconut. It cleans like Clorox and it feels like inspiration. With a refreshing scent that will leave your home clean and fresh, elevating any room into an oasis. Now you can express your style and get shiny clean, get Clorox Sentiva at a nearby retail store, also available in grapefruit or lavender scents. Imagine you ask two people the same seven questions. I'm Mini Driver, and this was the idea I set out to explore in my podcast, Mini Questions. This year, we bring a whole new group of guests to answer the same seven questions, including Courtney Cox, Rob Delaney, Liz Fair, and many, many more. Join me on season three of Mini Questions on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Seven questions, limitless answers. Acclaimed comics writer and notorious Scott Summers hater, Rosie Knight. Well, hello, Emmy-winning podcaster and totally unbiased Targaryen royal supporter, Jason Concepcion. Somehow the X-Ray Vision podcast has returned. And like always, we'll be here every week. You'll hear from TV writers, actors, comics creators, pop culture critics. Nothing is off the table. Listen to X-Ray Vision on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Imagine you're a fly on the wall at a dinner between the mafia, the CIA, and the KGB. That's where my new podcast begins. This is Neil Strauss, host of To Live and Die in L.A., and I wanted to quickly tell you about an intense new series about a dangerous spy taught to seduce men for their secrets and sometimes their lives. From Tenderfoot TV, this is To Die For. To Die For is available now. Listen for free on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. The Elevation with Stephen Furtick podcast was created with you in mind. This is a podcast for those feeling discouraged or needing guidance from God. Together in this podcast, we'll dive deep into scripture, uncover the powerful truths that will help you rise above your limitations and embrace your full potential. We're here to equip you with the tools you need to conquer life's challenges. Listen to Elevation with Stephen Furtick every Sunday and Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is the Ben and Ashley I Almost Famous Podcast with iHeartRadio. Oh my goodness, Ashley I Kennedy. This is a huge day for us. We have The Bachelorette on the podcast. Yes, we love kicking off a season with that. Yes, it's such a big deal for us and for everybody out there listening. So Michelle Young will be coming on in just a second after her first episode as The Bachelor. You know, from watching um, like Instagram, it feels like The Bachelor um, team is really pushing, you know, social media and these events and getting, you know, the name out there uh, and and kind of treating more than ever, these bachelorette and bachelors as a star. Mm-hmm. And it feels like Michelle's like kind of just walked into it and done it well so far, at least from what I see. Yeah, I feel like she just has this natural instinct to be so good with media. She's just naturally a very likable girl. And like, how great does she look? She's so pretty. She was like my eye candy last night watching the episode. She's beautiful. She is, and uh, and I think these guys are going to be uh, just really struck by Michelle the whole time. But 
Yeah, it's uh, it's it's just interesting because she, I mean, even her preview, Ash, like when she's walking through, like I don't, you know, the like the woods and the dress, mm-hmm. like it's just like this is. I mean, it's kind of funny. I remember Katie Thurston making a joke about it. It's like Katie had like a rubber skirt on and <laughs> yeah. kind of just like sat in a studio, and then Michelle's out there walking through a first forest. It's beautiful. It reminds me a lot of the Hannah Brown mm-hmm. promos yeah. back in the day. You know I what I'm saying? totally agree. Yes, it's very whimsical, fairy tale like. And she does just carry herself with a lot of grace and confidence. Um, we're excited that we're going to dig into the episode with her. We're going to talk to her about like, you know, the normal bachelor at life. And then we're going to go into recapping the episode with her. So but before we get on the phone with her, uh, we have a new bachelor bracket rule because we're continuing with the bachelorette bachelorette bracket this season. It's a big deal. Obviously, we just had uh, Alexis, the winner of paradise on the podcast congratulations once again to alexis um but uh we are also now promoting this new season of the bachelorette it's the bachelor bracket is back play along with us the almost famous team the rule of the week for week two is you get 10 more points every time a contestant is seen hugging michelle on a group date (laughs) you can visit bachelorette.batchbracket.com again that's bachelorette.batchbracket.com to set up an account pick your favorites all right ash it's time let's bring michelle on and break down the episode what keeps baby skin healthy a diaper that doesn't leave skin wet. That's why Pampers Swaddlers absorbs wetness better versus the leading value brand and provides up to 100% leak-proof skin protection to help keep your baby's skin dry and healthy. We have been a Pampers family since the start with Dawson. It takes you a few months of experimentation to figure out what really works, and for us, Pampers really works. Pampers Swaddlers are dermatologists approved by the Skin Health Alliance. They're hypoallergenic, and they're free of parabens and latex. All that, so important. Try Swaddlers with the new Pampers Free and Gentle Wipes for healthy baby skin, for trusted protection, trust Pampers, the number one pediatrician recommended brand. Ashley, is it true that some contestants have cashed in their 401k to afford a new wardrobe for The Bachelor? I mean, you do need a lot of ball gowns when you think about it. Where did you hear that rumor, Ben? Oh, Smart Money Happy Hour. It's a podcast where two money experts, Rachel Cruz and George Camel, talk totally unfiltered about life, pop culture, and how to afford it all. With 90s nostalgia and reality TV fandom mixed in, of course. So like how to budget for a hot date in Malta like Joey went on? (laughs) Yeah. Or how to baby step your way to being a millionaire before you're 35. Okay, I'm looking at this episode on how much people spend on dating apps. So one guy is spending $499 a month. He should really apply for The Bachelorette. (laughs) (laughs) Or this one episode, which is what our Amazon purchase history says about us. Why don't you just go and tap that subscribe button, Ashley? Um, Say less. This is really, really interesting. So to check it out, you can search Smart Money Happy Hour and listen wherever you get your podcasts. Just search Smart Money Happy Hour and hit that subscribe button, which I just did. Your wallet and your next road trip will thank you. I'm Saleha Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years 
and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. It's an election year, so there's a lot of focus on the voters that TikTok is reaching. The initial reaction is like, oh, things are looking so resilient. I don't want to be too pessimistic, but I just don't see the political will down in Washington right now to to change their tune. I think the American electorate has been signaling that it expects a rematch of the 2020 election. These are unprecedented times. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Bring a little optimism into your life with The Bright Side, a new kind of daily podcast from Hello Sunshine, hosted by me, Danielle Robay, and me, Simone Boyce. Every weekday, we're bringing you conversations about culture, the latest trends, inspiration, and so much more. Thank you for taking the light, and you're going to shine it all over the world, and it makes me really happy. I never imagined that I would get the chance to carry this honor and help be a part of this legacy. Listen to The Bright Side on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search The Bright Side. Every week on Talk Easy with Sam Fragoso, I invite an artist, writer, or politician to come to the table and speak from the heart in ways I imagine you haven't heard from them before. Some of my favorites are with Tom Hanks, Margaret Atwood, Questlove, Kate Blanchett, and Oscar Isaac. If that sounds like a varied group of people, it's because it is. I always wanted to make a show where one week we could sit with a politician like Beto or Rourke, the next an author like Min Jin Lee, or TV titans like Bill Hader and Quinta Brunson. Basically, this is a podcast driven by curiosity and an abundance of research. Conversations where people actually start to sound like people. In recent weeks, I sat with Dan Levy, Ava DuVernay, Benny Safdie, and the editor of The New Yorker, David Remnick. You can listen to Talk Easy with Sam Fragoso on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I hope to see you there. All right, as promised, everybody, we have uh, just the absolute star of this season, Michelle Young, on the Almost Famous podcast to talk everything Bachelorette. She's super busy right now. We just saw her in interviews this morning. She's talking all the time. I hope you're enjoying it. Michelle, welcome to Almost Famous. Talking all the time, huh? (laughs) Yes, thank you for having me. Are you not talking all the time? Do you not feel like right now, like so... People are asking you questions. I do enjoy my peace and quiet, but uh, no, I definitely, it's been a lot. It's been crazy. It's been busy, but I'm enjoying it for sure. Michelle, as a fifth grade teacher, was there any comparisons or like anything you took from that life to handle 30 men? Oh, yes. I I knew that I would like you. (laughs) (laughs) There was, there was honestly. Well, one being a first or being, being a fifth grade teacher, remembering names is something that mm. helps me out big time. And like being able to keep different situations separate, but then remember details about them. Because when you're dating 30 guys, I mean, it's really, really hard to remember all those stories sometimes. But also picking out the BS, <laughs> I mean, you know, when somebody's lying for sure. The uh, I, I imagine 
I mean, for many reasons, like, you know, we, we both think that you're going to thrive in this role. And we've, we've heard from Caitlin and Tasha that you just do a tremendous job through the whole season. But I, I'm wondering for you, what's it like at your school? Because teachers typically are pretty big fans of the bachelorette and bachelor. When they found out you're going to be the bachelorette, what happened? I am very lucky to have this school environment where I'm incredibly supported. It's overwhelming support, but also what's so nice is that my teachers, my coworkers, they know, and my students know that when I step through those doors, I'm Miss Young and I'm able to focus on my job. I'm able to kind of take time away from being in that bachelorette role model, which is, it's sometimes overwhelming being in this world where you're always in the spotlight and you're always talking about bachelor, bachelorette. And it's, it is, it's this amazing thing. It's this amazing experience, but it's nice to have that balance. And so when I'm working, when I'm at my school and in my classroom, my focus truly is on my students. And it's really been nice that my coworkers, my administrators, everybody's really respected that. On Matt season, we loved seeing your family. Your family like just radiates this warmth. And I loved seeing that again in this first episode and how your parents are such relationship role models for you. How difficult was it to like go through this process without getting their feedback on the guys until I'm assuming the very last minute? Yeah, I talk to my mom every day. You normally do, but you weren't able to this time. Yes. No, not in this situation, but I normally do. I mean, after work, like she's my phone call. She's the person that I talk to. We talk about our days and we just, we're so, so close. And so my parents have been there for everything. They've helped me through some really difficult times and navigate certain situations. And so to be through going through this incredibly important process where you are selecting or trying to select somebody where you're going to spend the rest of your life with to not have their input was incredibly hard, but I was very grateful that I had Caitlin and Tasha there who had also, you know, there's that advantage advantage as well because they've been through it before. That first scene, um, well, one of the first scenes with you and your family, uh, is, is always one of my favorites. Cause I remember, you know, my parents so excited for me, but had no clue how to help me. Um, so nervous, so emotional, uh, knowing I'm going to leave and possibly come back with somebody. And if not, at least I would have a huge life experience. Um, what was it like for you sitting down with them with the cameras around uh, and having that kind of be your first moment as, you know, did it hit you in that moment that this, your life is going to be changing, hopefully for the better? That was definitely an emotional moment because like I said before, they've been with me through the heartbreak, through when relationships didn't work. And they kind of saw all that behind the scenes pain that, you know, not everybody sees. And so to sit down with them and just be vulnerable, be open and talk to them about it. We, we all definitely have a moment where we get emotional together because, you know, my mom and dad are still so madly in love. And I think the world has seen that. They're going to still continue to see that. And that's definitely kind of my driving force behind what I'm looking for as somebody who is going to stick in it with me for that. And my brother has found that in his relationship with his wife. My sister has found that in her relationship with her husband. And now it's like, it's my turn. (laughs) So, (laughs) So my family has just been incredibly supportive and we definitely were emotional. You know, I was just thinking this. 
you are one of the very few bachelorettes. I think Claire was the only other one who got announced as the bachelorette and then had months to kind of not mull it over, but to prepare, you know, because you were announced in March and then you didn't start filming until I feel like July. So do you feel like you at all overthought? Um, Did you ever get cold feet? Oh, gosh, that downtime was the best thing that could have happened because coming off of math season, as you know, like that was a very heavy season with all of the racial controversies, conversations, everything that was kind of just unfolding and taking place. And on top of that, I was dealing with heartbreak. Mm -hmm. And so by the time everything kind of came to a head and I was announced, I was so happy that I was going to get this period of time where I could just recharge. And I was back in the classroom. I could hit that reset button. I spent time with friends, family, um, got a little taste of that Minnesota summer before I took off for filming. But it was just, it was so nice that I could get my head and my heart in the right spot to make sure that I was putting my best foot forward and that I was, you know, ready to fall in love. The, um, we're going to talk about through this first episode with you, uh, here in just a second. Um, and Michelle, uh, we actually, uh, have pre-recorded a little segment with Becca Kufrin, um, who we discuss, uh, one of your contestants, Ryan. So, uh, okay. let's take a break here. Uh, we're going to air this segment and then, uh, you, all of us are going to chat about it, uh, with you. Okay. Becca Kufrin, we know Ryan, don't we? We do indeed. I, I would hate to say, unfortunately, no, Ryan, but we do. <laughs> We uh, we hosted Bachelor Live on stage, and I thought I was getting this right. Becca, it was San Jose. He was our bachelor, right? Yeah, right before COVID hit. Right before COVID hit. So when we were hosting the tour, uh, Ryan was our bachelor in San Jose. Uh, and uh, I remember we walked off that, and we said... I remember you and I, I specifically remember us getting on the tour bus and having a conversation about, hey, there's people coming on Bachelor Live on stage, which is a fun experience. You know, it's pretty lighthearted. It's, it was, you know, it's, it's a great thing to watch and enjoy, but we're like, there's definitely people here that just want to go on the show now. We, I, I didn't have a problem with it, but it was just like, you can definitely see that the Ryans of the world really just want to go on the Bachelorette or Bachelor at this point. Do you remember that? Yes. Oh, yes. Vividly, especially after that one. And, uh, and so we get to watch him. What was your thoughts uh, after watching the episode and seeing how Ryan's very quick time on The Bachelorette turned out? Oh, I thought he was such a little BSer. Mm-hmm. He said on his short-lived time on Michelle's season contradicted, I mean, really everything else. Um, I think he said he had only, he only had watched the show for two hours in total, but I Not mean- true. Not true. And when when we met him, because we obviously spend time and get to meet and chat with the leads that were on Bachelor Live on stage and the contestants, I mean, he knew a lot more than he was letting out on Michelle's season for sure. And he also was very most people I would say that were on the stage with us were very go with the flow. You know, they just everyone kind of wings it. You don't exactly know what's gonna happen because every night is vastly different. And he was very calculated, wanted to know everything to mm-hmm. like, just go with the flow. You're getting to know these girls. You're getting to do it all in real time with them. Um, so to see the calculation, you know, in those documents, I wasn't surprised, but also like, I'm thinking, dude, 
you're lying to this girl right now on national television that millions of people are not going to see. But like, if, if we Google your name, you're already affiliated with the franchise in some way, shape or form mm. from a year and a half, two years ago. The, uh, the, the crazy one to me was when he was sitting down with Michelle and he's like, yeah, my friend wrote this, uh, did all the study. And then, you know, she was brilliant. And like, I, this is a skill set I did not have when I was the bachelor, but like she read right through it and was like, wait, did you? Cause then he goes on to say like, when I wrote this down and she goes, well, no, did you write this or did your friends write this? And then, you know, he does the whole like deep breath, like, oh crap, I'm caught. This is over. And, uh, and I would just say like, kudos to her for saying this isn't going to work any longer. Cause she was kind of into him, I think for a bit. Yeah. Uh, do we all notice that he spelled bachelorette incorrectly? No. Is that true? I go, I got to watch it. I'm like, if you were this calculated, sir, and have all the at least tell the name of the show you're going on, right? Yeah, that would be especially if they're gonna if they're gonna do a nice close up HD version of your notes on national television. That's that's. I mean, hey, I don't know. I don't know what to call his playbook. Like, I don't know if there's like a a word that I want to associate to it because it's either like very strategic. Um, very calculated. It's either what really well intentioned. Like I, I don't know what his intentions were behind it, but can we just say how detailed and like how much time that playbook had to take? I mean, there was twenty pages of like graphs and quotes, and then my name got mentioned. You want to? We want to think it's weird. I've been on the show in five years. You want to watch a Bachelor episode and all of a sudden you hear Ben Higgins mentioned? It gets weird. And I talked to Tisha about it. And I think she said this on happy hour. She said it wasn't just front. It was front and back notes for page after page after page. You were mentioned, Ben. Jason Tardic was mentioned. Zach Tasha's fiance was mentioned. There were a lot like the part that got me though, was what it wasn't even about other people. It was like, what was written about him that Michelle read out loud where he's like, you are arrogant. You are this, you are that. Yeah. It's like, Leave that out of there, buddy. Like, it just yeah. rubs me the wrong way. I got, I got weird uh, serial killer vibes with that one. So, Michelle, as you just heard uh, from uh, our interview with Becca Kufrin, we actually knew Ryan. I know Ryan and Becca knows Ryan. Do you know how we know Ryan before that aired? I No, enlighten me, please. <laughs> so, Ryan, uh, you're... you're fabulous producer who is beautiful and stunning and just controls the world lady k uh who's with you right now and i know she's uh definitely smiling because she just loves the compliments um she uh is is from a very similar area as ryan and uh when we were in san jose california ryan was a bachelor uh while uh becca kufrin and i hosted bachelor live on stage oh okay okay <laughs> And you didn't feel this with me before my first night. <laughs> should I feel offended? You should feel offended a little bit, but I'm a little offended too because I didn't recognize him until you guys had your moment in the hotel room when you're going through the papers. I go, oh my gosh. And I texted Becca. I said, is this who I think it is? Is this the guy from San Jose? And so I had to confirm it with her, but it was um, Michelle right away. And so, you know, we could dig into Ryan and all those crazy decisions and we might in a second, but right away you were dealt with something unseen before in the bachelor world. I wonder for you in that moment, you handled it so well. 
Uh, you called him out on his BS. I mean, I think that's something that I was impressed by because that first night I was so nervous and like, I wasn't thinking clearly, but you recognized his small little eyes. You called him out on his small little eyes. And then you confront a situation and you send a guy home before he even makes the group picture, which is just absolutely <laughs> so sad. Um, <laughs> like what was going through your head, not only in the moment, but also knowing like, hey, for the next, you know, three months of your life, these are the kind of things that you're going to have to navigate through. Yeah. I think in that situation, it was definitely, I was caught off guard for sure. And what I got out of that situation and how I felt with those documents being presented and you know, that feeling, if you've ever just a relationship where someone goes through someone else's phone and it's just like, ugh, like that not good feeling. Right. Mm Mm-hmm. Like, I don't ever want to feel that. I don't want to feel the need to do this. I don't want to feel the need. If I feel the need, then that's that's a red flag for me personally. And so I think that's where I went off of that of that gut mm-hmm. into feeling. And it was also setting the tone because coming into it, it's like I'm actually looking for my person and I need my person to be authentic and you know, I'm not necessarily here to measure and grade everybody on their authenticity, but I'm here to find my person. And, and I have to go with what I think and is invest in the situation. And, you know, that's kind of where I was coming from. Now, normally we would go in chronological order with how the episode goes, but I think like, let's do it a little bit differently because we have Michelle here and she's on a time frame. Um, let's talk about like the biggest dramas, the biggest standout moments of the night. Now, I think Ryan probably was that. What else was in that pack of documents that was on the level of incriminating as, say, how to get the most TV time? Was there anything else that like wasn't aired that was super red flag? I think what was shown is just truly what made me the most uncomfortable is, you know, I I myself have journaled before and have set goals about, you know, what I want to do and what I want to achieve. But when it comes down to it, I, I'm never writing notes on how to act and how Mm -hmm. to present myself and how to come off as something that I feel I'm not. And so that's kind of where I was juggling that. And that's kind of where my, my, um, decisions were coming from. I get that. Jared is like, loves to play devil's advocate. And he had so much to say about this scene yesterday when we were watching. He's like, my friend Crystal, the one who signed him up for the show, would totally have typed up pages for me and put it in my suitcase and I would have gotten caught. We're all terrified of becoming the villain. And this guy was just trying not to be the villain. And I could kind of see both sides of the situation. I thought there was like maybe something. I feel like there was like something about his personality and then when you, when you combine it with the papers, that made me feel a little bit untrusted, untrustworthy. It was, yes. Like the, what was in, I mean, what Tasha and Caitlin had brought to me was what, you know, triggered that whole mm-hmm. scenario. And then looking through and feeling that in my intuition was another thing, mm-hmm. but I'm a big person on having a conversation and I wanted him to speak his piece, mm-hmm. but in conversations, if in conversations, they start to go back on what they said in that same conversation, yeah. then I'm like, okay, now what are we doing? Yeah. So I, I totally understand playing devil's advocate. And I definitely do that in situations as well. It was 
more the the conversation that was self-incriminating in that own conversation as a whole take documents take what people said outside of it that made me uncomfortable and yeah that's where i was coming totally get it and to be honest i have a couple feelings one is going to be this is going to be such a small storyline in like four weeks like you like i bet in three years michelle you'll even forget that this happened like there's gonna be so much that you forget you'll remember like the really meaningful parts and i and my honest opinion is you did my huge favor because can you imagine i mean this show does a few things to you as we all know here and it always brings out your true character at some point you might be able to hold on to it you might be able to fake it you might be able to act for weeks but at some point you break and it is guaranteed that you will break and can you imagine how exhausting it would have been to have a pamphlet of how to act and behave and what to say and what not to say and then like do that for a couple weeks and if say he's around like that would be so tiring for him. So you did him a favor. <laughs> you were very kind in that moment, Michelle. Nice job. Yeah, it was just more, I mean, I don't think any of the people who came on my season are bad people. You know, I'm just trying to find my person. Yeah. And there's that. Good for you. Good for you. Well, okay. What other big moments stood out uh, during this episode? I mean, I would really like to know, uh, Michelle, if we can kind of backtrack to the very beginning of it, you are the bachelorette. Now you pull up to uh, this resort um, this is a big deal for you. And now the guys saw getting out of the car. Um, were you after their entrances? Did you feel more at peace, more excited, more comfortable with the situation? Uh, or were you nervous still walking into the house? I was nervous to give like, you know, walking in that initial toast, but I was excited, nervous. And I think once like the first few guys got out of the limo, I was definitely nervous, but I started to calm down more because I'm like, okay, like I'm just going to be myself. Like That's what I know how to do. Don't know how to be somebody else. Don't know how to act a certain way. I know how to be myself. That's what I'm the best at. And that's what I'm going to do. And if that's what I want them to see, like, if you fall in love with me, I want you to fall in love with me. And so that was kind of my, what centered me through, through that whole first night. I got to know about the guy who you were DMing with. What was his name? <laughs> Joe. Joe. I go by just descriptions on night one. Okay. So you, okay. How did you go? How did you meet with how you slid in to Joe's DMs? When? We need a time frame on this and how you came across him on Instagram. Oh my goodness. Uh, Minnesota is a small community, you know, especially athletics is a small community. And pre everything you know I had re I we chatted back and forth and you will see how the rest of that story unfolds it's quite a story and I did call myself out with sliding into somebody's dms I mean I told you I was gonna be genuine I told you I was gonna be authentic whether that's throwing myself under the bus by admitting that on national television hey but oh. I loved it. At least you know you're getting an honest person, you know? Yes, I love hey, I slid into my uh, fiance's DMs, so you're here's good. Your, like, here we go. Yeah. Right. No shame in that game at all. Well, no shame. I don't you... know about him, though. I, I don't know. I don't trust him. <laughs> she She shrugs, guys. She shrugs. Ashley, we've made this mistake before. We've said things like that, and then they end up with the person, and we got to eat crud and be all embarrassed. Oh, my God. Who did I do that to? I was so embarrassed. I was afraid. I was afraid that somebody was going to pick, and they ended up being like their runner-up. 
Yeah, yeah it was. It was a, it's I think it was a Tasha. <laughs> okay. Yeah. All right. Night one, he made me go. Hmm. That's all I'll say. Okay. That's what, that's what we'll say. That's what we'll say here. It's great. Um, Michelle, uh, talk us through uh, some of these entrances because they were pretty elaborate this season, uh, including uh, the poor guy who had his head stuck in a plate. Um, <laughs> we talked uh, to the box man. What's his name? Rick. Yeah, Rick. He, uh, how, so uh, right now I'm just recovering from uh, knee surgery from playing basketball. Uh, how in the world did that poor man's knees hold up inside of that, uh, inside of that table? I asked him the same question. That's why, <laughs> yeah. that's why I said, you're going to need a chiropractor. The moment he got out of that table, knowing how long he had been in there. I mean, that was well into the night. It's not like I spoke to Rick right away. Like he was in there for a minute. He was in there during my toast. And, um, but that also shows commitment. I mean, he was yeah. dead. Make an impression. He showed me his goofy side. He made me laugh. I mean, he really kind of won if you think about it. Yeah. Uh, I mean, he stood out. I will say that. It was memorable. It was. I like the fact that he like played on food. I would have been eating everything off of his his uh, plate there <laughs> just for fun. Uh, okay. Well, we only have like a minute left of, with you. I do want to bring up Nate though, since he got your first impression rose and he also got my first impression rose as a viewer. I wasn't sure you were like ready to, um, be given out the first impression rose. I felt like we had like another few, like one-on-one times and all of a sudden I was seeing, I see Nate and I was like, oh, that's the best conversation so far. <clears throat> and then you go and grab the rose. I was like, oh, wow, because she feels the same. Yeah, we're all on the same page. (laughs) I really like him. Yeah, it was just, it was a good conversation. And we talked a lot about vulnerability and I asked for vulnerability. And in that first conversation you do, you see him talk about how he doesn't want to talk about, you know, some of the more things that are close to his heart. And then right after that, he pulls down his walls and he does just that. And so that's what I really connected with and- yeah, that's 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 why the rose was given out. All right, Michelle, last question for you. Um, you have a lot. I mean, you. I mean this. Uh, we wish you the best here, and we've heard great things about you. We haven't got to meet in person. I hope to do, be able to do that one day. Um, best of luck through this whole experience. It's a wild ride, but it's awesome. And if <laughs> I can do it, you can do it. If Ashley can do it, you can do it. Um, but you have a lot of really good looking dudes. Uh, they're really good talkers. Uh, you're obviously very strong. You could read through that. We've seen it. What do viewers have to look forward to um, through the rest of the season? If you give them a little shout out before we say goodbye. Just, we had some tough conversations. We had conversations about race. We had conversations about culture. We had so many different, just in-depth, solid conversations that I don't think are normally had on this. And those conversations are important to me. And they're also important to the men who are on my season. And so to be able to tap into that little, a little bit and have the world see that is something that I think is going to be really special. Thanks, Michelle. Hey, Thank we wish you, you the so best. Much. Hope to have Cheers. you on soon Bye. again. Bye. What keeps baby skin healthy? 
a diaper that doesn't leave skin wet. That's why Pampers Swaddlers absorbs wetness better versus the leading value brand and provides up to 100% leak-proof skin protection to help keep your baby's skin dry and healthy. We have been a Pampers family since the start with Dawson. It takes you a few months of experimentation to figure out what really works, and for us, Pampers really works. Pampers Swaddlers are dermatologists approved by the Skin Health Alliance. They're hypoallergenic, and they're free of parabens and latex. All that, so important. Try Swaddlers with the new Pampers Free and Gentle Wipes for healthy baby skin, For trusted protection, trust Pampers, the number one pediatrician recommended brand. Ashley, is it true that some contestants have cashed in their 401k to afford a new wardrobe for The Bachelor? I mean, you do need a lot of ball gowns when you think about it. Where did you hear that rumor, Ben? Oh, Smart Money Happy Hour. It's a podcast where two money experts, Rachel Cruz and George Camel, talk totally unfiltered about life, pop culture, and how to afford it all. With 90s nostalgia and reality TV fandom mixed in, of course. So like how to budget for a hot date in Malta like Joey went on? (laughs) Yeah. Or how to baby step your way to being a millionaire before you're 35. Okay, I'm looking at this episode on how much people spend on dating apps. So one guy is spending $499 a month. He should really apply for the bachelorette. (laughs) (laughs) Or this one episode, which is what our Amazon purchase history says about us. Why don't you just go and tap that subscribe button, Ashley? Um, Say less. This is really, really interesting. So to check it out, you can search Smart Money Happy Hour and listen wherever you get your podcasts. Just search Smart Money Happy Hour and hit that subscribe button, which I just did. Your wallet and your next road trip will thank you. I'm Saleha Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take DC. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. It's an election year, so there's a lot of focus on the voters that TikTok is reaching. The initial reaction is like, oh, things are looking so resilient. I don't want to be too pessimistic, but I just don't see the political will down in Washington right now to to change their tune. I think the American electorate has been signaling that it expects a rematch of the 2020 election. These are unprecedented times. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Bring a little optimism into your life with The Bright Side, a new kind of daily podcast from Hello Sunshine, hosted by me, Danielle Robay, and me, Simone Boyce. Every weekday, we're bringing you conversations about culture, the latest trends, inspiration, and so much more. Thank you for taking the light, and you're going to shine it all over the world, and it makes me really happy. I never imagined that I would get the chance to carry this honor and help be a part of this legacy. Listen to The Bright Side on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search The Bright Side. Every week on Talk Easy with Sam Fragoso, I invite an artist, writer, or politician to come to the table and speak from the heart in ways I imagine you haven't heard from them before. Some of my favorites are with Tom Hanks, Margaret Atwood, Questlove, Kate Blanchett, and Oscar Isaac. If that sounds like a varied group of people, 
It's because it is. I always wanted to make a show where one week we could sit with a politician like Beto or Rourke, the next an author like Min Jin Lee, or TV titans like Bill Hader and Quinta Brunson. Basically, this is a podcast driven by curiosity and an abundance of research. Conversations where people actually start to sound like people. In recent weeks, I sat with Dan Levy, Ava DuVernay, Benny Safdie, and the editor of The New Yorker, David Remnick. You can listen to Talk Easy with Sam Fragoso on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I hope to see you there. Well, it's always good having the lead on uh, the podcast as the season starts. We'll get her back on uh, later on, obviously, hopefully to celebrate a love story. But mm-hmm. if not, then we'll still want to break down everything with her at some point. Um, but Michelle Young is off and running with her season of The Bachelorette. So, Ashley, it begs us the question. Um, episode one was fine, in my opinion. Uh, nothing against Michelle. Just Ryan took up most of the episode, and it felt like um, that dragged out. It probably should have because it was such a imp- kind of like important night one storyline. Mm-hmm. But, like, not a lot happened um, that, like, to grab onto uh, from episode one. Do you agree? Yeah, totally. I mean, but then again, we say it every year. We don't always love episode one. Episode one's our least favorite. Yeah. Yeah, it's our least favorite. It just gets us started. Um, the preview happened. We're excited to see what happens throughout the season. As, as Michelle said, you know, some of these conversations that she's going to lead uh, throughout the season are important for all of us to hear, um, but also really hopefully important for the relationships that she's building on the show. And so that's going to be something that that we watch and and kind of get into and see just how these men respond I have a feeling, Ashley, uh, that Michelle is very comfortable um, asking the tough questions. Like, she won't stand back from that. You know, we've seen it in past leads when they aren't good at asking questions and they're not good at digging deep and they're not good at follow-up and they're not good at pushing how just hard it gets to watch. No offense to the men, but it's usually the bachelors. <laughs> oh, 100%. We'll say yeah. it. It's it's most of the, like, I can, I'm not going to name them right now, but, like, it comes to mind, like, three of these guys mm-hmm. who's like, these seasons fell way short because you just sucked at dating. Like you were terrible at this thing. Um, but Michelle, I, I believe is going to be really good at it. And I believe it's going to really progress some relationships forward. And, and we're going to hopefully be able to get into it because they're going to get deep. And um, well, anyways, uh, Hey listeners, uh, I encourage you to do this along with us. Uh, but as always, we're going to start uh, episode one with this question for for our resident expert, Ashley Akinetti. Ashley, who uh, were your top three men that stood out to you? Uh, you don't have to give them an order yet, but who? what three men stood out to you from episode one? Well, like I just said with Michelle, definitely Nate. There's just good vibe about him. Liked how uh, like he was uncomfortable, but then just went in and, and leaned into the uncomfortable and then yeah. I and I feel like they're they got physical chemistry and all that, too. I liked Clayton, you know, like as I think we're all supposed to like Clayton. <laughs> He's, of course, the new bachelor. And I did get warm vibes from him, uh, liked the family dynamic there, liked the way he carried himself, seems confident, but not cocky. And then I liked Jamie. Jamie uh, just seemed to be that guy that's really easy to talk to. Um, and he was very attentive to her. So those are my three. Yeah. What about you? Yeah, I was going to say, I was going to say Jamie, Nate, and Brandon, um, Brandon. actually. Oh, the only thing about Brandon, 
Yeah, Brandon, uh, They ha- the name on here is listed, and we'll get better at names as we go, but it was listed as Brandon J. I don't know if there was a second Brandon, um, but I like Brandon. I thought he was um, just kind and, and, and sat down. And he just gave good vibes. However, and maybe it's a look, and I need you to tell me this. Our listeners, you need to tell me this because I have to put a tie on fairly soon in my life. His tie was so long. Like... His tie was it was outrageously long. It stood out to me, but I, I liked him. So Jamie, Nate, and Brandon are my top three after episode one. And what was like the standout moment for Brandon? Like, what would I know him by? You, I mean, mostly their time on the couch. And so we didn't get a lot of one-on-one conversations with Michelle in episode one because, you know, Ryan took up a lot of the night. Um, and there's a lot of guys to go through. Um, but really, they they were sitting just on a couch together having a conversation and it felt like um you know when you just initially when a guy makes eye contact or when somebody makes eye contact with you and they feel like they're in the moment like mm-hmm. they're where their feet are mm-hmm. it felt like Brandon was where his feet were to me it felt like he was very much invested in this moment and uh, and I'm excited to see where this goes uh because episode 1 he he definitely made an impression on me and I was like hey this guy this guy seems like a good dude nice all right yeah there I feel like uh I don't know if it's Brandon J or Brandon K. People will know him. Oh, okay. He wore like a silver tie, um, black suit. You know, one of those dudes. You'll know. We'll we'll know. Give give us two weeks. I feel like this first episode more than recent first episodes. I didn't connect with a lot, and I'm not remembering as many names. So I hope that changes. I'm sure it will. Obviously, Clayton stands out, and we connect with his name, but it's because of the anticipation of what's to come for him, or what we yeah. What we assume, uh, you know, it's not been official yet, but we assume he is an ex-bachelor based on Jesse Palmer's, uh, you know, picture being posted with him. But um, he is, he did stand out to me, but I was very focused on him the 1, whole time. Percent. And yeah, he was great. I mean, he was nice. He was kind. He was, you know, a great moment with his, uh, with his mom. And mm-hmm. um, he was kind to Michelle. I mean, it, yeah, he seems awesome. But, but I think that was just a given to me. Like, oh, of course, Clayton's going to stand out. He's going to stand out the whole season. He's going to be like star number two on this show because... He's got a big future in front of him. Yeah. First time this has happened in a long time or ever that we get to literally just know based on episode one who The Bachelor is and follow him along with that in mind. Yeah. Yeah. And I don't know if I like it. I, I, I wish it's I not was. Not really fair. I think it's going to. Well, and I, I think it's going to keep me from investing too deeply into his story with Michelle. Like if he does get his heart broken or if there is a relationship there. I think in the back of my mind, I'm like, dude, you, we all know you're fine. Yeah. Like, we all know you're good. And I don't like that. Like, I want to feel things with each person. I want to feel things in each relationship. And I I do think, say for the viewer, it's a little sad because, like, if Clayton does, um, you know, stay on for a while, I feel like most people will watch and be like, yeah, but Clayton, you're the next Bachelor. Like, come on. Can't be that upset. Also, that's like when we get down to top four, like, say he's in the top four, like, I would imagine him to be. Like, we already can eliminate him. We're like, oh, okay, well, he's gone. So it's really between these three guys. Yeah. All right. Yeah, that's going to be weird. I don't know. Anyways, hey, episode one is done. That's big for us. Now we start to dig deep, team. Listeners, we start to get involved. Episode one is always Ashley and I. I mean, it might be our slogan for the Almost Famous podcast. We're never fans of night one. It's always hard. The only thing I was a fan of in night one in recent memory was the backdrop to Matt James's season because it was so beautiful. I was like, yeah, I'll watch this forever. I was thinking about that last night. I was like, I miss Nemecolon. Yeah, it, I mean, that was a cool place. All right. Hey, uh, that's it for the Almost Famous podcast today. Um, 
We will be back next week breaking down Michelle Young's season of The Bachelorette. Um, really exciting time for the Almost Famous podcast because we do have the Bachelor bracket, Bachelorette bracket going on. So make sure you go out and fill out your brackets. Uh, we will be picking a winner at the end of the season. Um, again, the rule for next week is any contestant, you get 10 more points if they hug Michelle Young on a group date. That's a lot of points being given out, I bet, next oh, yeah. week. Anyways, hey, uh, with, with that, I've been Ben. I've been Ashley. Bye, guys. Follow the Ben and Ashley I Almost Famous podcast on iHeartRadio or subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts. Imagine you ask two people the same seven questions. I'm Minnie Driver, and this was the idea I set out to explore in my podcast, Mini Questions. This year, we bring a whole new group of guests to answer the same seven questions, including Courtney Cox, Rob Delaney, Liz Fair, and many, many more. Join me on season three of Mini Questions on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Seven questions, limitless answers. Hello, acclaimed comics writer and notorious Scott Summers hater, Rosie Knight. Well, hello, Emmy-winning podcaster and totally unbiased Targaryen royal supporter, Jason Concepcion. Somehow the X-Ray Vision podcast has returned. And like always, we'll be here every week. You'll hear from TV writers, actors, comics creators, pop culture critics. Nothing is off the table. Listen to X-Ray Vision on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Imagine you're a fly on the wall at a dinner between the mafia, the CIA, and the KGB. That's where my new podcast begins. This is Neil Strauss, host of To Live and Die in L.A., and I wanted to quickly tell you about an intense new series about a dangerous spy taught to seduce men for their secrets and sometimes their lives. From Tenderfoot TV, this is To Die For. To Die For is available now. Listen for free on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. The Elevation with Stephen Furtick podcast was created with you in mind. This is a podcast for those feeling discouraged or needing guidance from God. Together in this podcast, we'll dive deep into scripture, uncover the powerful truths that will help you rise above your limitations and embrace your full potential. We're here to equip you with the tools you need to conquer life's challenges. Listen to Elevation with Stephen Furtick every Sunday and Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I used to have so many men. How this beguiling woman in her 50s... She looked like a million bucks. ...scams a bunch of famous athletes out of untold fortunes... Nearly $10 million was all gone. It's just unbelievable. Hide your money in your old rich men, because <laughs> she is on the prowl. Listen to Queen of the Con, Season 5, The Athlete Whisperer, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.